Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Davy Proven and Chris Burke. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808-1717-700. Good evening. So there'll be around 60,000 at Celtic Park tonight as Celtic look to progress in the Europa League qualifying ties. This is in the back of scoring 10 goals in two games it's changed days or is it we'll discuss it in the programme tonight and the build up so many of you in the cars and the buses the trains heading back to football this time last year there was nobody there it's been a long 18 months since you were in the East End Ibrox the other night well there was 50,000 for the Champions League qualifier but it wasn't to be so D-Day for Rangers is tomorrow it's Dunfermline looking to win after three defeats in a row as the fallout from the Champions League elite continues, they're not going to be at the top table. Who will they have to sell? We're going to ask Stephen Gerrard. Is that going to have to be the case? It was the model for Celtic. It's the model for any top Scottish team. We'll discuss that in the next two hours. With us, as you heard, we've got the former Kilmarnock, Celtic and Scotland star, Davy Proven. Good evening, Davy. Hi, Paul. And the former Rangers, Scotland and current Kilmarnock star, Chris Burke, Chris, great to have you back on. I know it's been a while, Paul, but I'm glad to be back. Me and Davey here on both flanks, like we used to <laughs> used to be. In, well, not used to be, you used yep. to be, and I'm still doing it. Still, <laughs> still doing still, it. Still trying to do it. Great to have you on this evening, because also St. Johnson, huge oh, night for them against story. Galatasaray, isn't it? What and Hibs and Aberdeen with a chance of going through as well. I see they've been criticised by the opposition. I'm sure, Davey, that's what you would like in a, in a European game. Nothing like the fo- the foreign coach having yeah. a go at you. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt uh, Jack Ross and Stephen Glass will... You know, be mentioning that to the players, go out and prove them wrong, and it's just a huge night. Football stories all over the country tonight, and we're right on top of it. And for Celtic tonight, it's a, it's a big night. Have they have they done it already at four two last week? I, I think they've done it. I mean, they'd have to be very very careless to let that one slip. But uh, you know, I think with um, Kyogo making the impact he has and. Be looking for another hat trick tonight. I, th- I think Celtic will be okay. Celtic fans, what do you think on the way in? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Someone who's left these shores in the past 24 hours is going to join us in 15 minutes. Nice. Lauren Shankland from the Scotland squad didn't make it to the Euros. A move from Dundee United to Beerschut in Belgium could be a good move for him. Chris, last night, the night before at Ibrox, where everyone went with such great expectations. Great start. Morella's back in on form. And then the ordering off in the second half. Uh, what went wrong? What, what are you feeling about things uh, today? Too much hype about it all, or what do you feel? Yeah, listen. I think Stephen Gerrard will be really disappointed in the manner of the goals. Mm-hmm. Last last season, I thought Rangers were terrific in both boxes, defensively very sound. You know, it looked as if they couldn't. The other team couldn't score against them. No, really many mistakes. And another side of it. Everybody was chipping in with goals and so far it's not really happened but I do feel it's just Stephen Gerrard's had an unsettled squad so far. You know, after the Livingston game he had to make maybe through force, through through choice and maybe tactically as well he made seven changes for the first game. So it's a difficult period for them. Obviously disappointed they've not made the Champions League as it's obviously a huge financial pull but I just feel as if you know, there may be a collision course of some sort with the Rangers fans and maybe the expectancy of what they are feeling because what Rangers fans have done over the past season is they've sat and watched in their sofa how Rangers have performed. You know, they've performed very, very well. 
they've watched them have the un- undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. They've watched them do well in Europe. They've watched tre- mis- tremendous performances and, you know, blew teams away. And this year, you know, they've came in, in the stands, they've sat and watched and they're maybe expecting that to happen. But there's always going to be a drop-off, I feel. You know, players may go, performances may dip, and you need to think about it as well. That on the other side, their rivals, they're improving. Mm. And Davis spoke about it this week, you know, there's no way they can go through the season unbeaten again, and that's already showed. That's gone. Davy, what happened? It was there for them, wasn't it? They were only 2-1 down. and then No excuses, Paul. Yeah. Absolutely no excuses for Rangers. They blew it. You know, they're... they're they're a player up, they're a goal up, they're at home in front of 50,000 spectators and they blew it. Um, and I'd love to know what uh, Douglas Park's private thoughts are because this is a guy who has been shoveling money into the club to support Steven Gerrard. Must have thought this is a moment we get to within one more tie of the, the Champions League group stages and you know what a financial windfall that would have been for Rangers. And Steven Gerrard and his players have, have let... Not just Douglas Park, but the the Rangers support down because they they bottled it. You did say on this program that uh, Celtic were a shambles last year, and Scotland were going down and down in the European rankings. I know we're a bit better in the, you know, what they they talk about the um, coefficients. Coefficients, but we're not where we were what ten fifteen years ago. Rangers and Celtic. Uh, that Celtic, uh, the Rangers squad, though, you said it's not as strong as some people yeah. believed. So did D- Stephen Gerrard need uh, more signings over the summer to strengthen them for the Champions League? I, I, I don't nece- think necessarily, Paul, he needs more numbers. I think he needs more individual quality. I th- he's got a huge squad of players. Mm. But you've got to remember, some of his players are, are here because they couldn't get a game for Brighton or Burnley or various mm. other clubs. I, 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 and I'm not being wise after the event here. I've said here several times, this is a decent Rangers side. It's not an exceptional Rangers side by any manner of means. And I do think they punched way above their weight last season. Stephen Gerrard squeezed every ounce from them last season to his credit. But, you know, on the big stage of all this week, man up, goal up, home advantage, 50,000 crowd, they blew it. Yeah, it was, it, was going, it, was going to have a, it was going so well. I don't think anybody's seen that coming, Davey. You know, the sending off, which was never a sending off. No. And they're one 0 up, and, and you just think them. you they, just think yeah. that Rangers are going to go for the jugular, yeah. smell blood, mm-hmm. get the second, and move on to the next tie against AZ Alkmaar. Were you really surprised they left two up front down to ten men? I, I think it was a great time to if you're going to get a man sent off because John Dal Thomason could then regroup his team tactically, mm-hmm. emotionally, yeah. um, for fifteen minutes, yeah. straight up the tunnel, and yeah. then work on and it and it showed, you know, again. You know, I think it's repeating history. The first game, they lost two goals in the space of, what, two minutes? And then the second game, it just repeated itself again. I think that's probably the most disappointing thing. And that's when you go a goal down, you have to... Stephen Gerrard spoke about we lost our way. And they lost our way a bit too much. We conceded the second goal and that was so crucial. So what's it going to mean for Rangers? Stephen Gerrard faced the media today. He always does. He spoke after the game and he spoke today and he was asked about uh, the, the pool of players. As Davey said, he's got a big pool. Some of the players are wanted elsewhere. What is going to happen? Uh, not on the back of the last two results in terms of Europe, um, but at the same time, I'm well aware of how this club works and how it runs. And um, we are a club that if the right numbers land for our players we do have to recycle um, but nothing's been said to me since the game in terms of being in a rush or a hurry to do that and um, nothing's changed in terms of me 
wanting to keep my best players here to give us the best chance of being successful moving forward. But I totally understand uh, how the club runs, how it works. And if the right numbers land for one individual or a couple of individuals, I know they'll be considered above me. So I'm not naive enough to sit here and think that, you know, the last two results won't have an impact somewhere down the line. Is it Ryan Kent, Glenn Kamara, maybe Morelos? I, I think it'll be Morelos. I've been saying, saying that for weeks, Paul. And I think it is time for parting of the waves. Um, the ways I should say and you know to think that you know he, he wasn't even available for the first leg you know wh- why not you know and I know one or two people are making a case for him that you know he hadn't seen his family for a long time he's a professional footballer he's under contract and Rangers were about to go into the biggest game of the season and he wasn't there was, sorry yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think I think he's the one who will go um, whether they can get can they get a replacement then? Because well, that's a lot of goals. Of yeah, course, absolutely. That's a lot of goals. You know, is there anyone Steven, there? Is well, Roof? Sorry, well, who would you think? Stephen Gerrard um, spoke about you know people you know chipping in and helping, and you got that last season with Kent. You got it with Aribo. You got it with Hadji. Maybe Scott Arfield and Goldson as well um, from set plays. But Morelos at the end was always top goal scorer. He wants out, Chris. He said he wants to play in a bigger league. Rangers are out of the Champions League. I, I don't see what's there for Morelos to stimulate him now. You know, he's, he's, he's won the league title in Scotland. I, I think had Rangers qualified for the group stage of the Champions League, that might have been a, attractive enough for him to, to go again. I'm, I'm not sure there's enough here to motivate him. And he's already on record as saying he wants to play in a bigger league. Hmm. And it, it would also make sense for me for Rangers to, to take some money in. All hmm. they've been doing is shelling out in players. Hmm. It would make sense to... In the same way that Celtic are selling Edward, you know, they, these, these players come to Scotland for a reason. They, they don't come here for the weather. They see it as a stepping stone <laughs> to English. Not. They see it as a stepping sure. stone to English football. Absolutely. You know, going right back to Van Hooydonk and De Canio yep. and, and, and Loudrop, they all end up in England. Yep. Morellas has sparked outrage today. He's on social media, as uh, players often are, but it's a picture of him playing the other evening in the Champions League, Chris, and people are thinking yeah, that's a shop window one. But it's a reality. It probably is time for him uh, to move on. He has given great service to, to Rangers. We said it the other night in the programme, though, why was he not available at the start of the season? You know, there's echoes of Celtic. I mean, it was a shambles. They'd hardly any players. That was a different situation. Rangers looked so good. They knew they had suspensions. So going in to the Champions League qualifier... And Morelos is posted missing. He only did nine minutes, in, as you know, in the uh, South American tournament. Yeah, and especially when Roof is out. Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't available yeah. either yeah. because he's a prolific goal scorer. He showed it. I think he's got something like 19 goals in 25 starts. So he's the only one for me that can fill, that, fill the boots of Morelos. And maybe when Morelos leaves, that he will. Well, we'll hear more from Stephen Gerrard and from you. Lots of calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. Chris Burke, Davy Proven, Paul Cooney and loads of your calls. Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu. Looking forward to the game tonight. 60,000, we reckon, going in to the match. We'll go on the line in a second or two. But he was speaking about the game. They're 4-2 up. He says there's no complacency. Yeah, I, I doubt there would be any complacency. I, I reckon when they walk out and see the 60,000, any, anyone who's feeling a bit complacent will get snapped out of it pretty quickly but oh, I doubt that's the case I think we understand where we're at um, you know when we sort of didn't win in the first couple of games I mean we, we didn't obviously we didn't beat Hearts and we lost to Mitchell in the tie I still felt our performances were okay so we didn't get too down and, and at the same 
time, you know, the last two results haven't meant we got too far ahead of ourselves. We There's certainly no complacency in the way we're preparing for the game and certainly no, I haven't sensed any complacency in, in anyone in the camp um, because we just can't afford to have too many missteps in this early part of the season. You know, we want to we want to try and hopefully keep developing our football and you'd like to think there'd never be any complacency, but there'd be no reason for it to be there now. Sean's on the line now from New Stevenson. Good evening, Sean. Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. Yeah, good, thanks. You're watching it on the television tonight. How are you feeling about the game? Manager says no complacency. I mean, with the defence the way it's been, you can never afford complacency, can you? Oh, well... Celtic in Europe, you can never afford any complacency. <laughs> but I think after that um, Brian Christie goal in the first leg, I think that's kind of settled the nerves a good bit. I think if it was 3 2 going into, into the second leg, I think it'd be a whole different game. And Ryan Christie, I mean, he's rejuvenated, isn't he? He's found the form that he had the season before and that he displayed with Scotland earlier in the season last year. Sean, what are you feeling now? I mean, a change in the mood, isn't it? I mean, it's just, uh, you know, the blue half of Glasgow's lost three in a row. Celtic have won two in a row. It's early days, we know that. But what what are you thinking? Oh, happy days. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was gonna, I'm just thinking that myself. If you had a phone call a week and a half ago, it would be a whole different mood, but... I can I can see what the manager's trying to do. He's, he's got a way a way to play, and the, the team are seem to buy into it. The team is playing. The team played brilliantly against Dundee, and we've obviously seen Rangers slip up. So we know that they are. They're no longer unbeatable. You nearly They're said no invincible. invincible. <laughs> you didn't. Oh, you said it. <laughs> yeah, Sean. What about Furuhashi? Um, that's the first time we've mentioned him tonight. Or did you mention him earlier? I think. No, but that second mention. Uh, are we getting too excited too soon, or? He looks a bit special. He, he does. He does look very, very special. He's such an intelligent football player. And to come in from the J-League that quick and make such an impact just says a lot about the, the character of the young boy. I think it's probably the best debut that I've ever seen in my lifetime. And hopefully he kicks on and continues to keep scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Well, Sean, I don't think you ever played for Celtic or Rangers. I didn't. Chris Burke played for Rangers many times with success. Davy Proven with Celtic. Anything you want to ask the guys? Um, just wondering, obviously, with Chris, he's obviously played for Rangers. What's it like getting, uh, getting out to the tunnel in that atmosphere in a Champions League night or a European night even? Yeah, <clears throat> amazing feeling. Uh, there's nothing better when you're playing at the, the top level, especially Champions League when you go down that tunnel and you see that star ball and then you, you hear the, the, the Champions League music, it's it's electrifying. Um, also in Europe as well, it's great. I've been fortunate enough to be the, be all the way to the final. But, you know, it, nothing compares to no matter what when it's Celtic v Rangers, an old firm tie, um, and winning your own domestic title. Um the other games come as a little bit of a luxury. I don't know about you, Davey, but they are they are am- amazing to play in. Um, the, the quality is just different class. I, I couldn't really explain it to you. You have to make sure you're you're not sleeping. You switch on, and sometimes you find yourself in awe of these players in the tunnel. I think I think the big European games arguably are more enjoyable than the old Firm games. I'm I'm not sure there's a lot of enjoyment in the old Firm games. Unless you're winning two 0 and the referee's looking at his watch, and you know <laughs> yeah. you know you're going to win the game, yeah. there is just so much intensity, so much mm. pressure, so much fear of losing the old firm game. Mm. I can't honestly say I enjoyed them a great deal, but some of the big European nights are, are just so memorable. Different atmosphere, more glamorous atmosphere, and 
Yeah, I think that, I think the supporters really love the glamour of the, the European ties as well. Tell Sean, what was your favourite European night then? Under the floodlights, and the floodlights will be on, Sean, because you can see it's pretty dull at the moment because of the weather. Davy, a memory oh, you would share with well, us? Well, it would have go? to be Real Madrid in Glasgow when we beat them two 0 in the, the first leg of uh, European European Cup quarter final. Um, unfortunately, yeah. we lost three 0 in Madrid, but mm. the the game in Glasgow and in particular a dear friend of mine, John Doyle, scored the second goal with a terrific header. And we we gave ourselves a really good chance. Unfortunately, we couldn't um, get over the line in Madrid. But that that night, taken in isolation, was was really memorable. Referee the howler over there, as I remember. Chris, for you, what was your favourite night at Ibrox? Fifty thousand European football. Yeah, well, for me personally, it was against Inter Milan. I think maybe we drew two each, um, and it was just a light bulb <laughs> moment for for me. Um, we qualified out the group that that stage and got to the last sixteen of the Champions League, which was an amazing achievement for us. So yeah, playing against players like Zanetti, Adriano, Martins, you know, I could name so many more. It was just, as why I said at the beginning, you know, sometimes you find yourself in awe, but you have to make sure that you do your job. So oh. I had a task to do and it, it, it kind of defined my career after that. Yeah, Sean, I love it. And they're not name droppers. Uh, Chris gives it Inter Milan, <laughs> Inter- Internazionale. Uh, Davy's giving it Real Madrid. <laughs> Fantastic. Davy, what do you think is going to happen tonight then with Celtic? I think Celtic will be fine I think Celtic will win by three or four tonight um, and Furuhashi again the, you know the man to, to get on the score sheet just such an impressive debut um, looks so sharp so mobile great anticipation uh, just looks an absolute snip already you think he'll go two up top? you think he'll go eight I'd like to see Furuhashi with a, a strike partner yeah. Chris I'd like, to, I'd like to see him playing with a, a bit of company up there I just think they're at yeah. home they're, they're winning 4-2 I didn't really see much threat of Jeblinak, if I'm honest, even though they scored two goals. It was errors, really. Um, I think they'll go for the juggler. And the way Ange Postacoglu plays, you know, he's relentless in his work. He likes attacking-style mm. play. He might want to see how that partnership works, if Edwards is going to stay or he is going to go. But I just think the way Ange Postacoglu is, it doesn't matter. As long as you're in the door and committed to the cause, he'll still start you. Sean, for you as a Celtic fan, Edwards, it's time to go. You want to say thanks very much? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. It's no no hard feelings, but I think for sure. for the sake of him, for the sake of the club, I think the money could be reinvested elsewhere. His head is completely gone, yeah. and I think I think it is just time to go. All right, Sean. Scoreline tonight. Really what do you think? Uh, as as the guys have said, I don't fancy this team at all. I think it should be a fairly comfortable night. I think for a high will get on the score sheet again. Mm-hmm. I'll probably go. I'll go three 0 3 0, you say. Thanks, Sean. Some more calls from Rangers fans coming on 08 08 17 17 700. They've got to pick themselves up. The only game ahead is Dunfermline tomorrow night in the Premier Sports Cup, the old League Cup. And we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard speaking about that. And we build up for the Aberdeen game for Hibs, for St Johnson up against Galatasaray. 1 1 there. And of course, Celtic up against uh, Yablonets. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show It's the Thursday night edition uh, This is where we're going to be For weeks and weeks Of course with the The European competition Champions League hopes Went for Celtic weeks ago They went for Rangers Just the other night But we will be Updating you Building up to Celtic Up against Yablonets tonight Also Aberdeen in action Against Breederblink And uh, we're going over to Croatia Hibs are back in action there 1-1 with Raeka I'll just laugh at it uh, Breederblink Breederblink Is it Blink or Blick? 
Mike. Oh, we'll check. <laughs> let's Blank. check. Let's, let's check with someone. And of course, there's also Galatasaray in town against St. Johnson. A man on the continent. We're very proud uh, of this guy. He's been in the Scotland squad. Didn't make it to the Euros. He's joined us a couple of times. Lawrence Shanklin's on the line. Good evening, Lawrence. Good evening. Hope you're all well. Bonsoir. We're well. <laughs> How are you? How's, how's the, have you started the uh, the French lessons or the Flemish? Oh, it's, it's quite difficult to be fair because I, I met the boys today for the first time and there's a lot of French and Dutch, so I'm not quite sure what language to learn. I don't know what man I'm going to concentrate on. So. But a million pound, yeah, million pound uh, move to Beershoot in Belgium. I loved the quote that you had though today, reading about it in the pictures in the paper. That you thanked Dundee United and you said it's great that they're getting money to give back to them. You gave a lot to them as well, but I, I really liked that affection that you showed to Dundee United. And that was that. Obviously, I had, I had good times there, and the, the two years I spent um, spent never were reasonably successful. Of course, the first year I achieved promotion, and and that was probably at the start of the plan when I went there. I was probably meant to move on after that, but um, the way things the way things turned out, I, I ended up staying another year, and obviously you're getting closer at the end of your contract, so the chances of the club making any money get slimmer. And thankfully enough, this opportunity came up. It was one that I wanted to exploit as well, so it was good for both parties in the end. I'm just reading 35 million a year. Oh no, that's the wrong page and that's the wrong picture. <laughs> it's messy at the same time. Uh, Davy, Chris, uh, what would you say to Lawrence? What an opportunity for well, him. Yeah, well, listen, I, I'm, I'm sorry to see you leave Scottish football, Lawrence, but I, I, I do recognise it's a great opportunity for you to go and learn a different football culture. And if you do come back to Scottish football, I'm sure you'll come back as a, as a better player. W- what... What I would like to ask you is, do you think by going to Belgium that you're jeopardising your getting back into the Scotland squad? Because, you know, the likes of Ryan Gold seemed to be playing very well, but was out of sight. Does that concern you at all? Well, no, 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 last squad, because Jack Hendry got took to the Euros yeah. and he's played his football in Belgium. So um, there was obviously, there was obviously a chance that it maybe could jeopardise it a bit, but I feel like if I if I come here and, and I'm playing well and, and scoring goals in this league, then there's no reason why I sure. can't maybe be an option again for the national side. But um, I thought it was it was a good opportunity for me, as you say, to come and come and progress, and hopefully, um, if the day comes that I leave this place, I'll leave a better player. You met Jack earlier in the week. Uh, how did that go? And what did he say to you? Um, well, we've got the same representative, so we just met up for for some lunch, and um, he was just basically giving me giving me some advice and tips on on Belgium in itself, and then obviously we, we discussed the league and the type of football that I was I was going to be getting into. So um, it was it was much along the lines of what I thought anyway, and um, it was nice to also hear it firsthand for somebody who's experienced the league. Hi, Lawrence, it's Chris here. Um, yeah. I just wanted to know, you know, why. I'm, I'm sure you had different options on the table. Um, was it their style of play? Was it the manager, you know, giving you the license to maybe be more um, a predator in the box or something that you thought you would you would flourish playing in that team? Yeah, the, the way it kind of came about, like um, they'd obviously watched a lot of me and <clears throat> the guy that got in contact um, from the club, right away, kind of expressed that that you knew the type of player I was, the strengths I had and, and they felt that I was basically the perfect addition to add to their squad and it was their weakness was probably my strength. So right away it was, it was tempting because 
I'm getting into a team that kind of need a player in, in my style, and um, that's kind of a big part of my decision. Um, also, just getting the chance to, to go and play in Europe, I feel like obviously a natural progression for players in Scotland is usually Scotland and then they move to England, but um, doing something a wee bit different, playing in Europe or in the States or something, is always something that kind of interested me. And, um, I just felt like this was a good opportunity and I might regret no, no trying it, so you know, I'm coming here now. Yeah, no, good luck to you because that's probably something, David, that I've maybe a little bit regretted yeah. me where I've not maybe explored mm-hmm. that option of playing abroad because you're right in what you're saying. I think it probably, if you do come back or go to come back to Britain, that you become a little bit of a more better player. Yeah. You know, I, I do think it's good to go out your comfort zone and credit to you, Lawrence, mm-hmm. for, for doing that. You know, you have to move your family across um, learn a new culture maybe have to learn a new language play in a different style but I, I wish you all the best you know if there's one thing I said when I was on here the first time when Lawrence was on here and he is a prolific goal scorer yeah. and people were saying you know why Lawrence hasn't scored the amount of goals that he maybe could have at Dundee United when he got back to the Premier League but every single goal he scored was important because in the, the team never lost you know, yeah. he either got one point or he got three points. So he's scoring important goals and you need these sort of players scoring important goals. You know, it's all right scoring the third goal if you're 2-0 up. Yep. Um, but Lauren seems to score the important goals and yep. that just shows you his mental toughness in, in the match. And Lawrence, uh, Bearshoot, they need you now because I know it's only three games gone, but it's not been a good start for them. But that's a good time for you to come in. It could be, aye. Um, cause if the table's done, then how will that genius? But it could go the other way as well. But nah, I've, I've obviously I've spoke to the boys um, that that can speak English um, so far, and they've kind of explained to me that the way the matches went, and um, I could kind of understand it. It was the they lost three 0 but if you've seen two of the goals that they gave away, it was it was individual mistakes and errors, so they can obviously be avoided, and right away they're in a better position. So. Um, they're all pretty, still pretty optimistic. They had a good season last season, um, up until December, I think they were top of the league and then kind of fell away towards the end. But no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've been in the day and trained and I can see there's, there's good quality in the squad and um, good quality in the midfielders as well. So hopefully they can provide a lot of chances for them. And the owners, it's the same as Sheffield United, you know, very much a Premiership club, a Premier League. I know they've gone down, but uh, the Prince there, though, it should be, you know, there's money behind the club. That's why Lawrence went as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, um, obviously, the their owner does, as you say, on yeah. Sheffield United. I think he owns all two clubs as well. He's got big shares in them. So, um, being a Saudi prince, he, he probably does have a bit of money. But um, no, it's it's a good club. I've came here. And I've met everybody for the minute I got off got off the flight. Everybody I've met from the club is really friendly, and and it's been really good to settle in. You, you, it's a place I've came and I feel comfortable right away. So. That's always a good thing, and hopefully um, my performances can back that up. And hopefully the family will come out because you've got a wee one, haven't you? When we spoke the last time, and uh, they will hopefully join you soon over there. But it is an opportunity, Davy, isn't it? Do you regret yeah. you did spend a wee bit of time? You were in Australia, um, but maybe not as much. You could have gone abroad. No, I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know any any player who's gone abroad, Paul. And I'm going back to players like Mo Johnson, mm. John Collins, Alan McAnally, Murdo McLeod. I don't know any of them who come back poorer players. They all come back much improved players and, dare I say, more professional. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were 24-7 athletes when they come back. That hasn't always been the approach here in Scotland. And I, I, I think Lawrence will, will really benefit from 
The culture, the European culture, because you only have to look at our standing in in European competition, our clubs over the last 10 years to see that we've slipped a bit. And maybe he, in fact, not maybe, I'm sure he can go there, learn uh, a different football culture and come back a much better player when he does come back. You feel that, Lawrence? Yeah, um, it, was, it was all part of the, the decision. Also. I felt like it was a... It was an opportunity to maybe open different doors as well. Um, if you go into the European stage and you're playing, playing in this league, then they can, you can maybe open doors in, in other countries in Europe. And everybody who does well with strikers in this league, they all, they all move for big money. There's no denying that. I think Celtic, I think they're going at 11 and 7 yeah, million or something right. to pay. So yeah. uh, there's a successful path for strikers there. And it was something obviously seen and I had knowledge of. So um, I hopefully I start banging them in and the price tag will be on my head soon. Right, <laughs> 7 million like uh, Thomas Henry. And before you go, can we ask you about uh, the weekend? Obviously, you were getting ready for the move, but uh, well, your old teammates at Dundee United, that was quite a performance and result against Rangers. It was. Um, the boys were excellent. Everything that they planned to do through the week um, thankfully came off and, and the performance um, backed it up. Um, obviously, against Rangers, you need them to have a wee bit of an off day, can I have a chance? And, and I feel they did have that, but the thing is, they need to be able to punish it, and, and that's what the boys did. Um, they obviously, their shape was excellent throughout the game, and then there wasn't much chances in the game, to be honest, but they took the one the one that they did have, and, and they did look dangerous throughout. Obviously, just not getting the final ball at some times, the chances kind of wear off, but um, the one they did get, Robson, thankfully put away, and it was a great result for him, and probably one that nobody expected him to get. Was that your parting gift to Jamie Robson? Not noted for his goal-scoring feats. Have you given him a few tips? <laughs> I know, I couldn't believe it. I've been there for years, and I've waited for the goal. One day, one day he scores, I'm sitting in the stand. I was gutted, but nah, I'd like for him. Yeah. And Lawrence, what, what do you think? Rangers, everyone, any neutral, disappointed that Rangers gone out of the Champions League because there were uh, you know great expectations and £35 million was on the table if they could have progressed through next week's the qualifiers. But uh, it's a disappointment for Scotland, isn't it? Of course it's disappointing. Um, I actually didn't, I didn't get to see the game because I was, I was doing medicals and stuff at that point, but I've, I've not been able to see it. But when I seen they were 1-0 up and... The team had went down to 10 men. I felt, well, Rangers will go through. And, and I, didn't, I didn't check it until full time and it was, it was too normal. So um, it's obviously disappointing. I think probably these teams get underrated a bit as well in European competition. They've, they've earned a right to be there as well. But I do think it would have been a fixture that Rangers would have looked to come through. And of course, they'll be disappointed. Lawrence, listen, thanks so much for uh, joining us. When's your first game? Um all going well. I'll be able to play play this Sunday. We play at home to Standerley Edge, so that's a good one to start. Oof, but start. I need to I need to get my my work permit and that sorted. So I've got the I've got the document and that. Thankfully, just got came through in the last half an hour. So um, the the club are going to push big um, to try and make me eligible for this weekend. Davy, great Standerley is terrific start. Um, you know, big big name and. I'll have a fiver on you for the first goal on, so don't let me down, OK? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's all good. Lawrence, great to hear you. Thanks a lot for speaking to Go Radio. All the best. We'll be speaking no to you during the season. Bon chance. See you. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
not got a clue if that's the right word. But <laughs> I didn't know either. Not, uh, it depends how they, they speak in Belgium, a bit of French, a bit of Flemish, isn't it? So, but great, isn't it? There yeah, he is, just brilliant. signed, he's just there, just looking at the pictures in the paper. Um, he's got, he, he just takes it well, doesn't he? You, yeah. can, you, know, you can have... They, they, they say you've got to learn the language. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he'll, he'll be doing that. That's an opportunity. Yeah. yeah, I think when John Collins went there, his translator, or his French teacher almost lived with him for... The first six months just to make sure really? he could get the language into his head and understand the, mm-hmm. the dressing room and the coach and I think it makes a hell of a difference if he can do that and I'm sure he will and more and more now the clubs are affiliated aren't they with uh, some you know the Prince yeah. has uh, a fair bit of dosh there so you can just imagine Lawrence he'll have great he'll be at Qatar well hopefully we're going to be at Qatar for the World Cup uh, I see there's going to be no uh, visiting fans so the match in Denmark next month there'll be no Scots fans there it's the same for every country that's the decision for the World Cup qualifiers Davey probably makes sense yeah I mean, I, yeah, I, mean I, I don't think I'm not sure Scotland would have got too many tickets for that anyway no. because Denmark will want you know the, the vast majority of the tickets um, it's just great to see crowds back in grounds and unfortunately we're in a position you know having dropped points against Austria and Israel we need a big result away from home Against a very good yeah, Denmark side. Got three Ho- tough games. Hopefully, we, hopefully we can get something there. Two out of the three are tough, aren't they? I think we play Moldova yeah. at home. You know, Denmark away in oh, is it Austria? Austria, Austria as well. Austria as yep. well, which is difficult. But yep. that could be the defining three games of our group stage. But tonight we're in Europe. It's the Europa League qualifiers. Uh, we'll talk more about it in a moment or two. We're still looking back on Rangers and the defeat the other night, but people couldn't quite believe it. It started, I mean, the place was absolutely rocking. What a difference with the 50,000 there. And there was an outpouring, Chris, as well, of what they did last season, winning the title. So there was the dreaded question today to Stephen Gerrard, what's the mood in the camp after the defeat? When you lose three football matches within a week, I think you can quite work out how the mood's been. Um, but that's my job to to lead in these situations and make sure that we flip this mood as quick as we can. But obviously, you can pick the lads up, you can reset. But until that actual next game comes around, you know you've got to use this feeling to try and react in the right way and try and find that performance that flips the mood. That's exactly where we are right now. I don't want to lie or bend the truth and say that everything's fantastic at the moment. We're all cracking jokes and it's a really fun environment to be in. It doesn't work like that at Rangers. If you get a bump or you get a setback or a couple of results that are not ideal, we want the mood to feel like it does because that's where the reaction and that's where the the turnaround comes from because players don't like this feeling. Coaching staff don't and neither do our supporters. So it's about unity, sticking together, getting that next game um, here as quick as we can and then trying to put in a performance that's trying you know, turns our form and turns the mood. Davey Proven? He, he's honest as usual. I mean, I, I think he always calls it right, you know, as 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 he sees it. I, I don't think you hear too much of the managerial double speak that we all get so fed up hearing. Um, and I, I think he's spot on, but I think that result will clearly have a significant effect on what Steven Gerrard can do in terms of bringing players into the club. Mm. Is he in a position to stop players leaving? I doubt it very much now because I don't think the numbers are good at Ibrox in terms of finance. Is Europa League not a strong enough pool to bring big players or keep the top players? I don't think so. I I, I, I don't think so. You know, again, if if we're talking about Morelos, he's already played in the Europa League. He's he's sampled that. He's done very well in it. I think he'll probably want to measure himself at a higher level, um, i.e. the Champions League or certainly in the English Premier League. And you heard him earlier saying that, you know, the, the model is that we, players, I, I'm paraphrasing what he was saying, but, you know, players will leave that, yeah. that will, if the right bid comes in. Yeah, but where are the bids coming from? And it just seems to me it's like 
gone a little bit quiet other than Morelos you know there was mm-hmm. talk of maybe Kent going but that's been a little bit quiet Davy. you know so you're right in saying I do think you know if there's going to be one that goes it does look like your number nine who always looks yeah. as if is, there's a target for other clubs to look at Morelos has been terrific for the club a prolific goal scorer but with that comes a little bit of disruption with him so has the Rangers staff you know said enough is enough it's time to move on yeah so there has to be maybe one out, one or two outgoings and you're right in saying as well also there might not be anybody coming in f- now I'll tell you what they could do Chris and I'm only speculating here because I don't know whether they've had a bid for him but given the potential of Nathan Patterson if I was Rangers I'd be, I'd be tempted to sell James Tavernier yeah. I really would because they've got fabulous cover for him and I, I don't think it would necessarily weaken the Rangers team if they sold Tavernier you know, so if they get an offer for their captain, I think it would be hard for them to turn it down. That's the talking point. We'll be speaking to Chris and a Rangers fan coming on in a moment about that. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Europa League action tonight. We're warming up to the games. We'll hear from Postacoglu in a moment or two. But first, let's hear from Sean in Garthamlock and Postacoglu next. But Sean, good evening. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, we're okay, Sean. What about yourself? I'm just a bit disappointed because obviously we're out the Champions League just lost 35 to 40 miles. So I'm a wee bit upset. I was, I was a bit angry yesterday, but I'm starting to get hurt now. But you, you calm down a bit. Hopefully we go well get get to the group stage of Europa League, but for the, the Rangers and Celtic to go to the Champions League and the no making group stages, I think that's um, no good enough. Yeah. David, there's not been enough attention on European football, has there? I mean, we've just said it. Yeah. The striker wasn't there, not available for the first one. Celtic, you know, they were in disarray totally going into Champions yeah, League. Yeah. This time last year, all they talked about was, I'm not saying just at the club, but the fans and everyone, all oh, 10 in a row or stopping it. What's happened to the, the European Cup well, Champions you know, League? people have taken their eye off the ball. I mean, the, the Celtic supporters were totally seduced by local bragging rights, which is what 10 in a row is for me. Um, meanwhile, the club only qualified twice for the group stages out of eight attempts. Not nowhere near good enough, given the monopoly Celtic had over the finances uh, in Scottish football. Uh, Rangers new to it, I suppose. You know, a long, long time since Rangers were in the, the Champions League. But given the advantage they had, a man up, a goal up at home, unforgivable that they've blown this opportunity. And yet again, it's clubs coming with much smaller budgets than we have in Scotland. Well, look at some of the names, you know, Ferns Faris, AEK yep. Athens, mm. Maribor, Malmo. Yep. Um, you know, it's... it's. Um... I was impressed by Malmo, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, I watched them. I thought they were defensively very good. Mm. I thought structurally they were very good. Uh, they worked well as a team from the goalkeeper all the way to the striker. They closed the spaces well. And what they were really good at is, you know, when they were defensive, they were aggressive with their press. Um, they were very good in the 1v1s, I thought... You know, usually Kent is um, very good at not giving the ball up, but I thought the first, the, the, the two games, you know, there was a lot of times he lost the ball um, with getting the ball too often, but that's credit to Malmo. I thought they were terrific in that. And sometimes they just gave up the space in the wide areas and then they had a lot of numbers in the box. And I, I thought they defended the box very well. And that was evident to see the first game with it had to be a deflected goal for them to, for them, for Rangers to score. 
So, yeah, no, I thought Malmo were good. And when you play against these teams, you know, although we say it's Malmo, I, I thought I thought they were better than what I was expecting anywhere, Davey. Yeah, I think Rangers have played better teams and beaten them. Though, uh, yeah, no, I agree. You know, clubs like Feyenoord and yep. Porto, um, who I think are better than Malmo. And I, I don't know whether Rangers took stage fright. You know, whether mm-hmm. they, they, they just bottled it. I have no idea what, what the malfunction was. But given given the money that was at stake, it is a huge blow to them. Sean, what would you say to that? Chris makes a good point. They were technically very good, very organised. Uh, did you, you underestimate know, do, them? Do you, know the, do, you know, do you know the problem is, Paul, mate, uh, see um, the Swedish League, yeah. I'm not like to be disrespectful, but the Swedish League is probably not as good as the SPL. Man was probably like the average uh, Motherwell in the SPL. They would never win the SPL. I, honestly, I'm very angry as a Rangers fan. And you know me, Paul, yep. I'm on the show every single yep. week saying Rangers probably more praise than most Rangers fans say. I'm one of the angry fans this week. Uh, absolutely, Sean. You, you know, you've. You were spot on last season about many things, including the 25 points, and you just didn't see this coming. Davey did say mm-hmm. earlier in the programme, in, in, on this show, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, but Rangers are not as good as some people think. And that was a kind of warning shot for them. Chris, would you think that is also the case? Or have players gone off the ball like, like Kent, who was absolutely brilliant last season? Not just, just thinking hanging him out, but. I just think now it's a new season, yep. but a new environment. Because last season was a different environment from this season. So, and also added to that, there's a bigger expectancy. You're going into these games now where the players are expected to win and perform well. And the fans are expecting that when they come and pay their money. When before, they were just sitting and watching the game. And I said that earlier on the show. I do think that there's a lot of these players now that haven't been in, in this environment before where they've won the title and they have to retain it Barry Ferguson says it all the time it's Different the hardest pressure. thing to do yeah. is to retain the title and expect your team to perform well in the big occasions like it was against Malmo and it never happened and Stephen Gerrard spoke about it as well he said there was fear in the, in the mm-hmm. with the players um, he sensed that but he's going to have to rectify it you know they've had a bad week if you look at it, they're in the same situation probably as they were last year. They still get a chance of winning the title. They still get a chance of winning the two cups, and they're still in in the in Europe. But the thirty-five million pounds yep. and Rangers have had such a tough time. Douglas Park's put up a lot of money along with the key investors in the last couple of years, but um, they were starting from a very low base. It's been a terrible time for them and this was a great opportunity Sean stay with us Lewis a Rangers fan is on as well so Sean is angry about it he's a massive Rangers fan Lewis what's your impression what do you feel 48 hours after the defeat yeah I'm quite the same as Sean because they set this they set the standards so high last year and so far this this season they've just they've not been at the races at all they've been miles off it defensively unbelievable for last season it's it's like it's like a new defence and why do you think that is? What's the reason behind it? Maybe just taking the eye off the ball or something. I don't know. It's, it's just to think how good they were last year, Europe and domestically, to how it is this season at the start of the season. It's just just like a different team. Wait, when when yous were going to the game, I don't know if you go to the game, and it's a new season. Um, were you expecting the same performances, the same results? Week in, week out, from what it was last season. 
or were you thinking maybe there'll be a dip in form and it's not going to happen what happened last season? I, I, I get your point. I see, um, you're not going to be brilliant every game, but every single player that plays for Rangers can have to play football. <laughs> and the mistakes that they're making aren't just wee silly mistakes. It's four goals conceded against Malmo and not one of them were defended properly. Yeah, it was a fortress last season. Uh, Sean, Davy said a few moments yeah. ago before the break, uh, what about Tavernier? The, the money is going to come in. They're going to, well, the model is, so there's no offence. Don't, you know, people take offence about this. It's the same at Celtic. You know, they'll, they will sell, they sell players. The best of the players have to go if they're out of the Champions League. Um, what about James Tavernier? Is it time, if he goes, I know he's your captain, but you've got Nathan Patterson there bursting to get on. To be honest, the, the trust in the Hiddles, Rangers will have to sell their transfer. Morelis will probably go because you can't lose 35 million because I think Rangers were guaranteed on that. I actually thought we would um, beat Malmö quite comfortable. So Morelis will probably go. And actually, I'm actually think Kamal will probably get to sell as well because I think Rangers will probably need to sell uh, the upwards to at least bring in about 15 million to try and cover some costs because you can't just keep spending money if you're no make money because in the Europa League you're no make money till you probably hit the last 16 Are you, are you guys confident then if Morelos goes that you could still feel as if when you go and watch Rangers that they've got a chance of winning the league? I still believe they can win the league Christmas mm. but the way they're going to know they've got to get sorted before it gets too late because mm. It's a, it's amazing, and it's a goldfish league. If Rangers are on top, everybody's happy, vice versa with Celtic. But when things go wrong, three, four games, mm-hmm. managers are under serious pressure. If mm-hmm. Gerrard goes out tomorrow and gets beat after unfair, I bet you any money will be fans on your show next week calling for Gerrard to be sacked. Well, 100%. Here's your manager speaking about the next game tomorrow night, Dunfermline. At the beginning of the season, we spoke about having to move on from last year. So, you know, I think as a club and as a manager, I made it pretty clear that we need to move on. I agree with you in terms of having a tough week and the challenges that are in front of us. It's very much about trying to get back in a good place as quickly as we can. I think the best way to do that is to win your next next football match. This League Cup match is really important to us. We've picked a squad and I'm going to pick a team that's really strong. Um, which will which will mirror what I'm saying, and um, you know, as soon as we win that football game, which we intend to do, I'm sure the feeling will flip a little bit more in our favour, and then we've got to move into the next challenge. So we're well aware of the week we've been through. Uh, I'm well aware of the challenge that's in front of me and us. It's very much a case of getting to this kickoff as quick as we can, because that's the only only thing we can do is is move into the next game and try and win what's in front of us. Davy, what's a chance to? Set the road to recovery um, tomorrow uh, against Infernland. But in the bigger picture, it's, it's small beer, uh, Paul, because the the league, the league title is always the number one priority before a ball is kicked. And certainly the, the, the Champions League is, is usually important uh, as well. But I, I do think the, the control and the power that Steven Gerrard has had at the club, I think, I think on the back of the Malmo result, I'm not sure he will have the same power and influence with the directors that he has held previously, I think the directors will now be in a position to say, wait a minute here, we've shoveled money at this and you had a great chance to get through against Marmo, blown it and we are now going to have to take steps to make sure the club is financially stable mm-hmm. and the only way to do that is, is to start 
selling one or two players. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a question for the callers mm-hmm. and yourself, Davey. You know, they play Friday night against Dunfermline, a team that's obviously in the Championship. Do you just play the same team for their players to go out and prove their point after that performance that Steven Gerrard wasn't happy with? Or do you have changes again? Because he's made a lot of changes. Obviously, he's had to. Um, and it's just obviously not clicked. Do you try and play the same team? He, he did He did say in the audio there that Paul played that he would pick a strong team. Um, you, you would imagine there'll be one or two changes, but I, I think it will be a, it will be a team that Steven Gerrard feels can win the game. That's for sure. I don't. I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll go into this with any complacency whatsoever. It, it won't be an experimental team. It'll be a Rangers team that will be told get out there and get the job done. Best possible team that he thinks will win it. Uh, Lewis Sean said a moment ago he thinks Rangers will still win the league. There's only two games gone, one win, one loss. What do you think? Yeah, I'm still confident because we've still yeah. got the same player we had last season. I do believe they can get back to the performances that they had last season. But I just think this, defensively we have to start defending first and foremost before you think about Because you see the defenders nowadays, even in the Premier League in England and up Scotland, defenders are trying to run up the halfway line with the ball. Like, your job is to defend first and foremost. And then whatever comes with that, then play the passing game. But get sorted defensively and then... Yeah, because we've got enough going forward. Kamara's back now as well. Roof's back as well. So we're getting players back. Ryan Jack going back to the team whenever he comes back. That'll be a big, big comeback as well. That'll be like a new signing. So it's all positives going forward. Just need to sort the defence again, get back to how it was last season. All right. Lewis, thanks for that. Sean, prediction tomorrow night. You're usually spot on. To be honest, guys, I'm going to do it in Manchester tomorrow, but I'll watch it in a Manchester pub. I'll say Rangers win That's all I'm saying I didn't ask you Where you were watching it <laughs> But it's great to know How your diary is Sean Keep us right up to date Don't you be on that Other station down the Down the river there But we don't mind The talk sport Sean listen yeah. Lewis It's a long season So a long way to go Thanks so much for calling Cheers yeah, guys. guys Thank you This is the Go Radio Football Show Hosted by Paul Cooney Davy Proven And Chris Burke Voice your opinion. 0808 to 1717 700. Let's go. As Romelu Lukaku signs finally for Chelsea, it's only 97.5 million. <laughs> Some transfers he's had. Yeah, Chris, yeah. who's your agent? I wonder, would you have got a bit more? No. All credit to you staying at Kilmarnock when you probably could have gone back up to the Premiership. But Killy in action on Sunday. We'll talk about that later against Hebs. Uh, it's in the Premier Sports in the League Cup. But tonight, there's so much on. There's loads of calls about Rangers uh, going out there. And, uh, David, some news. The Galatasaray the Johnson yeah. team, I think. Here's the team. Through. Yeah, well done. Uh, and it's Xander Clark, Kerr, Gordon, McCart, Brown, McCann. Everyone talking about Ali McCann. Davidson, Craig Booth, Kane and O'Halloran. Well spotted there. David, that is some game. Yeah, we'll Chris, talk about Chris came back too. in, yeah. um, you know... Uh, what a night it's going to be at uh, McDermott Park tonight I mean they, they don't get many glamour games up there let's be honest but this is going to be up there with anything and full this capacity ah, terrific. Well, well listen well done Perth Council for, for giving them the permission yep. you know too many of the councils are sitting in their hands and, you know while football clubs are going to rack and ruin and I think the St Johnson board have gave all season tickets um, for free 
they can go in for free. Have they? This season, yeah. Fantastic. Terrific. I know Terrific. the Celtic fans, a lot of them weren't happy tonight. And can you blame them? Give them it for tonight to get along to the game, but it's not part of the season ticket book. Here's the Hibs starting 11 there uh, in Croatia against Raika. It's 30 degrees over there, Davy and Chris. As well, Davy we, wouldn't, we wouldn't like that, would Chris we, Davey? <laughs> no. Here's the, the lineup Matt Macy in goals, of course. Uh, Paul McGinn is captain. Ryan Porteous, Darren McGregor, Josh Doig, Jake Doyle Hayes, Joe Newell. Kyle McGuinness, Martin Boyle, the striker, of course, who's been uh, an amazing form, and the wide player Jamie Murphy and Kevin Nisbet. So that's the the Hibs lineup. It's going to be tough. Do you think they can do it? One one at the moment. I think they can. You know, that's their strongest team. I think uh, they've done. They've started like a house on fire. Um, their away record last year was far superior than their home record um, last season domestically. You know, seven wins at home, eleven away. Um, just shows you. You know, the counter-attacking style they have as well as they can play football. You know, the likes of Nisbet, Boyle, Murphy, as we spoke about as well. These players that can just open up spaces, especially Boyle. Boyle's been terrific, I think, the last two seasons. He's been immense. Um, I'm I'm an integral part of that team. That's Chris Burke, Davy Proven, Paul Cooney and loads of your calls coming in. 0808. 17, 17, 700. Go Radio Football Show. Thanks for making the switch. Mark is on the line, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Mark. Hi Paul, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? You'll be happier than uh, you were the last time you were on the on the phone. Like all Celtic fans, it looked pretty dire at the start of the season. Um, how are you feeling now? It's a bit better, a bit better. Although <laughs> um, I don't don't want to get carried away because yeah. obviously you look back on managers that came in like Joe Vengloff back in the day. We beat Rangers five one, and um, we went on to lose the league that season. So it's it's um, you keep our feet in the ground a wee bit, I think. Didn't think you were old enough to remember it, Mark, but maybe you're a student of the game <laughs> and you've, you've watched uh, the old black and whites. So, listen, here is Ange Postacoglu speaking about, what about the Gordon Strachan situation? Just for a moment or two, we haven't touched on it yet. I want your take on it. He's coming in. He's director of football at Dundee, which he will maintain, but he's also an advisor on the academy, I think, and, and in women's football. He, Ange was asked about it today. I reckon that falls around the remit of not in my world right now. Um, I've... I've met Gordon and he's, he's you know, he's a very uh, passionate football person, which, you know, I kind of like. And the information I've had is that he's, uh, you know, we're, we're keen to tap into his knowledge as a club in terms of, you know, some of the structures around the club, particularly around the academy and the women's football. Um, so, which, you know, I think is stuff that's really important infrastructure wise. But again, how much that comes on my radar at the moment. Um, you've asked me the question, I've answered it. That's probably the first time I've thought about it. Mm-hmm. He was there for four years as manager, mm-hmm. three titles, few cups as well. Davy probably last sixteen Champions yeah. League twice yeah. as well. Terrific, terrific record. And I know Gordon is a great student of um, the development of, of players. I'm talking about young players, mm-hmm. Paul. Yeah, I remember him uh, telling me, you know, he'd been to Bilbao to to study. They, they they apparently have an exceptional youth academy. He went to see it. He's been all over Europe. So he's an authority on the development of young footballers and I can see why Celtic might want to to tap into that. Um, you know, and you know, if you're John Nelms at Dundee, you mm. might wonder what it's all about. But certainly Celtic are, are getting a, a real expert here. Yeah, the uh, the authorities are looking into it. To, I, yeah. I'm not sure how you could serve two masters in the same league, much as he's got, I mean, he's got an amazing record, Gordon Strachan. He has. Uh, Chris, I'll ask you in a second or two. Mark, do you have a view on it? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's, from Celtic's point of view, it's, it's a, a great bit of business if we can get him on board to, to deal with 
uh, a bit of kind of youth development and input to the to the women's team. Um, I remember seeing Gordon Strachan talking about him developing as a young player himself, and he was talking about just simply standing, kicking a football against a wall, putting different types of spin on it, hitting it with the inside of the foot, outside of the foot volleys, and he said to him. He says there's no substitute for just learning how to control a football than just you know doing things like that on your own and and I think maybe there's been a bit of that lost. I think a lot of um, young young kids in the game now, um, all the football they ever really get to play is maybe when they go to training when they play games. You it's just you don't see as much football played in public parks and in the streets and all that now nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I think there's a lot to be said for Gordon Strachan trying to instill a lot of the kind of skills and techniques that he would have learned back in the day just playing in the streets and stuff like that to a lot of the kids, you know, they, they can't just be reliant on coming to training and, and learning how to play the game from that. You know, there has to be a lot of effort put sure. in outside when they're at training and hopefully he can instil that. Mm-hmm. Mark, you were cautious in your opening comments, probably rightly. It's uh, a couple of wins, but there's still the defensive problems or whatever. Um, Postacoglu got loads to do. Ange Postacoglu, loads to do. They're talking about some new signings. They'll have to sign more. What's your feeling on that? Well, uh, I just hope hopefully Starfelt can come in and be be um, solid at the back. Obviously, Ralston started to look a bit better. Um Still not convinced about Greg Taylor. Um, I think we need we need a better left back in, uh, to be perfectly honest. Um, and um, I'm intrigued about what's going to happen in midfield. Also, um, I think Sorrow, with the defence at the moment not being at its best, or not, or maybe being prone to leaking some goals, we really need someone solid right in front of uh, the back, or the back four, or whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just wondering if McCarthy's going to be an option to come in and sit there rather than Sorrow. And um, maybe Sorrow will need to. I mean, he's one of those players that when he when he does something great, he looks great. But then yeah. sometimes he goes missing, and, and his positional sense is maybe questionable at times. So I don't know if we're sitting maybe with McCarthy and in front of him. Hopefully, we can keep hold of Christie. He started the season brilliantly. Mm. Came under a, for a lot of criticism last year that I thought was a bit unfair, although he didn't have his greatest season. But no one, no one really did, you mm. know. So I'd be interested to hear what Davy thought of um, where McCarthy's going to fit in. I think it's a good show. I think I think James McCarthy's at a stage in his career now where previously he was a box-to-box player. Mm-hmm. I think he's now at a stage where he could sit in that position in front of the centre-backs to protect him. Mm-hmm. The old Scott Brown role, sit behind the ball with the game in front of him. I think that would suit him perfectly. I do think Celtic still need two full-backs. I think they need two centre-backs, even allowing for Christopher Julian coming back. Um, at least one more striker. Mm-hmm. Um and just hope that Furuhashi can stay fit because he is going to be a sensational player. Chris? Yeah, no, listen, Mark's raised a lot of great points there. Um, obviously, I think Furuhashi's going to be a star, star in the making. Um, I think, you know, McCarthy issue, there's going to be different games, I think. It seems to me that Ange Postecoglou at home will only play with one Saturday, I think. Maybe the away games, they might play, you know, McGregor and Sorrow or McGregor and McCarthy which gives the licence for Turnbull to play a little bit more forward you know we've not really spoke about him much I thought you know he's actually very good in a deeper position because I think he picks out great long range passes as you've seen in the game against Dundee when he played it down the down the line for Abada and obviously down the line for Christie as well so he's Christie's been, huge Chris yeah. if, if Celtic could keep Christie that would be a game changer for me yeah. do you know what I, I like about Christie is he's direct he's in th- 
enthusiastic every time he gets the ball. He never looks tired. He's got a great engine. And, you know, as much as there's talk about Christie leaving, maybe before Ange Postacoglu came in, he was a certainty in his head that he thought he was going to leave. Mm-hmm. But now that Ange Postacoglu has come in, you can see he's developed and improved these players an improvement in the squad, an improvement in the performances and now you're seeing results and Christie's enjoying that attacking flow football that does then Christie think, you know, maybe I should sign again for Celtic because maybe we've got a chance of winning titles. But what if the big money comes in from, I don't know, a Leicester or, you know, Everton? No, what is that? Yeah. A Premier yeah, that, 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 I, I, I think yeah. before... Mm. Yes, it but I definite, think now yeah. Ange Postacoglu's maybe changed mm. a little bit his mind just because he's enjoying his football. You can see that. Um, I like now that he's playing in the left. I think one thing I don't know you'll be able to tell me, Mark, that it seems to me like he's playing a left foot on the left and a right footer on the right. You know, they're, they're more out and out wingers, getting the ball wide, getting balls in the box like you've seen with the goals. Well, it's, it's it's strange, isn't it? Because there's some wingers, and you you know yourself about how it's, it's amazing how you swap a winger from one side to the other, and his game completely changes. You're like, oh my god, how, how effective is he on that side compared to the other? So some wingers prefer to play right-footed. Sometimes you'll get a guy that likes to play on the left, even though he's right-footed, and he can cut inside. And other times he wants to be on the side that he would naturally be suited to. So it's it's a strange one, but he certainly it does seem to be suited more to be playing on the left. Um, Christie, but I just think he's I think he's a he's a very talented player. I think um he's he didn't have his shooting boots maybe last season and he's he's guilty maybe of taking on maybe sometimes shooting when he when he, he should be looking for a pass, but at the same time a lot of times um you know he'll take a shot on and the keeper might parry and the striker mm-hmm. will come in and get a, a tap in or whatever, you know. So I, I really hope we keep him. Um well, here's the manager speaking about uh, Christie. What's happening in terms of his future? No, um, but in terms of his football, as you said, he was he was outstanding on the weekend. He's been outstanding in all the games. To be fair to him, and uh, really love working with him. His 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 energy levels at training and, and in games are are infectious. You know, not just in terms of what he does, but in terms of the whole group. Uh, hopefully, um, tomorrow night he he puts in another, uh, which I'm sure he will, puts in another strong performance. Um, and you know, in terms of his future, again, I, it's it's just it's just things that are out of my hand. I, I you know, like I said, I I, I don't control uh, the lives of, of of our footballers. All we can do is you know provide some advice and and provide an environment. Hopefully, they're happy in. And, and beyond that, it's it's up to them and what they want to do. And Mark, we've got two great wingers with us here, and Chris Burke and Davy Proven. Davy, maybe not so much now, but you were, Davy. <laughs> uh, look at the weather just now. Look, look outside here. Yeah, we're only a couple of uh, miles from the ground. What about Leal Abada, Davy? What do you make of Abada, the Israeli? I think he's he made a in? made a great start, and uh, yeah, I think it's always difficult when you come in from a, a different country mm. into a different culture. It takes time. He along with Furuhashi, have both hit the ground running. Yeah. And that has to be hugely encouraging for Ange Postacoglu and the, the Celtic supporters. It's up to Dominic Mackay now, I think, to give Ange Postacoglu the support he deserves in terms of not just getting players in, but getting them in now. Yes, yeah, but I, I, I'm impressed by Abada. Mm-hmm. Again, I think he'll score lots of goals for Celtic just because of the positions he picks up from the opposite side. You've seen that against Jablonek. Um, and maybe a few times at the Dundee game as well and he's got a good delivery as well from, from the side again somebody that's direct he plays a right he's a right winger you know and right footed 
which then you know he can get great deliveries into the box but I just like he's quick positions. enough to go on the outside yeah. as well yeah. he runs beyond as yeah. well you've seen that a lot in the in the games he's not afraid to run without the ball and Christie also on the other side does the exact same and that gives a licence for the likes of Turnbull you know McGregor eh, Rogic to then pick up the spaces Mark there's going to be goals obviously at Celtic a lot of goals it looks like for your team uh, but the big issue is at the back isn't it can you defend better this year but Abada certainly brings something to it along with Furuhashi Yeah I mean they've both been brilliant signings so far and I just um, I wonder if Ange has got his eye on anyone in the Asian market that might be mm. a decent defender that he might want to bring in um, it'll be good to get Julian back but um You've got to trust. You've sorry. You've got to trust Ange Postecoglou in his recruitment. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's the one that identified Kyogo Furuhashi, and um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe Abada as well. So, you know, yeah. if if, if Ange Postecoglou has identified these players, as you said, Mark, you know, maybe he can he can pluck maybe one or two from Asia. Then I, I think the board have to trust him in that. That's where at first we didn't know Entman knew nothing about him. Um, most people didn't, but that's also an opportunity, Davy. He knows uh, players that weren't yeah. on the radar here in, in Japan and maybe Australia or in other territories. Uh, ab- yeah. Absolutely. I mean, for me, the priority is centre back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celtic yeah. are so light in the absence of Christo- Christopher Julian. Uh, Carol Starfell has not impressed me at all. I, I hope this is a settling in period and he'll, he'll show us why he's a Swedish international. Um, he, he has not been impressive at the moment. And Celtic. Celtic need a couple of centre-backs in quickly. They're talking about Josip Juranovic, uh, full-back, the Croatian, £3 million rated. So Ange Postacoglu was asked in the media conference about transfers. And uh, no, said. I think, I mean, I said after the game, I'm hopeful of getting a couple in uh, over the next sort of week or so. Um, the, the difficulty there is that on a daily basis, things change and things shift. And uh, all I can keep saying is that we're working hard and we do need to bring players in and that's what we will do. Um, we've obviously still got a little bit of time in the window to, to do that. Um, I'm obviously keen to bring them in as soon as possible. But flip side of that is we want to make, we want to get it right too. Um, you know, I think we've done fairly well with the ones we've brought in so far and I don't want to spring players in um, who, you know, we're just making up the numbers or we get it wrong. So, um, but I'm, I'm keen on a daily basis pushing to get people in. Mark, I remember you saying about Fraser Foster a couple of seasons ago about how good, well, everyone thought that anyway. Joe Hart, do you think he will be uh, very solid for Celtic? Um, I hope so. Um, I was a bit sceptical uh, when when it was announced that he'd signed um, because I've just read online about a lot of the clubs that he'd been at recently the amount of howlers that I hadn't seen him hadn't seen him play a lot but um, just the word seemed to be oh no this is this is a poor signing but Barkas certainly hadn't filled anyone with confidence Spain you know at first I thought no but then he said a good a reasonable start and one thing one thing that I think it's so important for a, a goalkeeper is to be a commanding influence and have a lot of good communication with his with his defence. And mm-hmm. that's certainly one thing that he seems to be very good at is is organising the, the team in front of him. Strong so, voice, yeah, Davy. Uh, Mark, Mark, Wayne Rooney has made it clear that David Marshall is finished at Derby. He's now number three in the pecking order. Would it not make sense for Celtic to go and get David Marshall? They get him for they get him for nothing probably, and uh, and have him and Joe Hart fighting for the gloves. Without a doubt, without a doubt, I can't imagine it would break the bank. And um, and Marshall, 
uh, we should have signed them. We should have signed them a year ago. Let's face it. Um, the, the whole, the whole, the whole saga with, with, with Barkas has just been a disaster. Craig Gordon should have never been left allowed to leave. We wouldn't have even need to have signed Barkas. Marshall should have been in as well, fighting with Gordon. But anyway, we are where we are, and I think I think Marshall would be a brilliant signing. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's that's a great point, isn't it? It would be great uh, competition there because Scott Bain he didn't do a lot wrong, but he's not quite at that level, is he, Chris? I and mean, you've played against them. Uh, David Marshall would be a great. Accusation, I think, you know, as well, Woods has worked with him at Scotland, mm-hmm. so he knows him. Um, he's a very good character, great personality. You know, I'm very good friends with him, so I would get to see him more often, yeah, yeah. Uh, which would be excellent. So um, I think two of them competing for each other. And listen, when you play for a club like Celtic, you need to be challenged every day in training to bring the best out in you. And I think Joe Hart would definitely relish that, but maybe they're just waiting to get one out before then they get one in. I'm not sure having then four goalkeepers. Yeah, Davy. Bar- Barkas is going, isn't he? Oh, it's, yeah. And uh, the, the sooner yeah. the better, They're not just get... for Celtic mm-hmm. but for Barkas for as well. Yeah. And hopefully his agent is working a deal for him now to to move him on, and and that would leave room. And I think David Marshall would make sense. Mark scoreline tonight. Three 0 Who for? <laughs> That's the old line. <laughs> Mark, thanks very much for calling. Speak to you soon. Thanks, Mark. Cheers. The Go Radio Bye-bye. Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Just 35 minutes left. It's a European night. The floodlights are on. We'll give you news from around Europe. But the big news in Glasgow. Let's find out what's happening out at Celtic Park. Celtic against Yablonets. First with the teams, Joe Henry. That's right, Paul. Yeah, the team lines are out and um, it'll probably come as no surprise that Joe Hart starts in goals for Celtic this evening. At the back, there's Ralston, Welsh, Starfelt and Taylor out there on the left. Turnbull, Rogic and McGregor in the middle with that front three of Furuhashi, Christie on the left and Forrest over on the right. Thanks, Joe. There'll be nearly 60,000 there tonight, I would imagine. And the club announced today that... uh, Season tickets are all sold this season. Yep. Yeah, so it's certainly good news coming from Celtic today and it will be a full house tonight. The weather doesn't look too enticing out there but I'm sure all the fans will make the most of it this evening. And you were on the media conference earlier today with Stephen Gerrard. He answered it really well. Davy and Chris were saying that. Um, he seemed very calm, very controlled. He's so experienced. Yes, absolutely. And I think that was one of the main takeaways from it as well is that you know he wants the players to stay calm. Um, not to panic and just to, to move on and seeing tomorrow night is a perfect opportunity against Dunfermline. The domestic cups are such a priority. He outlined that in pre-season that the domestic cups were a priority for them. So to go out there and, and lay a marker down tomorrow night. Yeah, he did say that. They want to, to win the domestic tournaments, not least the league, but a cup as well. He'd love to get an early win in the league cup. Joe, thanks so much. We'll hear you again at uh, seven on the news. Joe Henry there. Chris Burke is with us, the Kilmarnock and Scotland star. Davy Proven, ex-Celtic and Scotland. Kilmarnock as well. And Sky 2 and the column in the Scottish Sun. Davy, what about the line-up there? Um, not a surprise. No, 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 no bad. I'm not surprised that Edward doesn't play. Um, Furuhashi's, you know, the, the future for Celtic. Um, but, you know, maybe Ange Postacoglu is... is is going to rotate between James Forrest and mm-hmm. and Leila Badaf, depending on the opposition, depending whether they're, they're at home. Um, it's a nice problem to have. And I, as I said at the weekend, Paul, it's good that James Forrest has opposition now. He's under pressure to keep his place. You agree with that? Uh, totally agree yep. with that, with Davey yep. saying. You know, that brings the best out in you, doesn't it, Davey? So, yep. you, Forrest, Christie, um, Abada, you know, all fighting for that 
competition on the side. You know, maybe Kyogo might play there depending on if they bring in another another striker. So yeah, it brings the best out. You know, and Forrest is quite different from Abada as much as he does run. You know, down the side, get crosses in. He does like to play inside and link with the striker. So, and he brings a, a wealth of experience. Yeah. You know, and in for Celtic fans missed and the players missed Forrest last season because he always gives you double figures and goals mm-hmm. and an assist like you scored away from home against Jablonek and he got an assist um, coming off the bench against Dundee yep he, uh, his numbers are terrific yeah, yeah. I mean a, a lot of the, the, it's amazing that, that James Forrest has been at Celtic this length of time and there are a lot of supporters who are still not convinced about him and yet if you look at the number of caps mm-hmm. he's got played at the very highest level for Celtic for a long number of years regular goal scorer mm-hmm. good record and assists and he that he's not convinced everyone that he's the real deal Barry Ferguson said it you know one of the great Rangers captains said James Forrest when he comes back will make it such a difference this was in September time for Celtic when they thought he would be back sooner September, October of course he never really came back till late in the season and that was part of the Celtic it was only part of it but they really missed him but competition for places there yep that's uh, the Celtic lineup for tonight against Yablonets the manager was speaking about a couple of the players that we'll see we'll come to Rasslin in a moment or two but he was also asked uh, about Edward no not that I'm aware no, I'm not concerned at all. Um, if it means, you know, if, if that means he stays here and he contributes, then uh, that's so be it. But again, uh, that's stuff that I'm not really spending too much time uh, thinking about. There are certain things that are out of my control um, that are just not going to waste time during this period anyway when it's really hectic, um, um, spending too much time and energy thinking about it. Uh, you know, my f- total focus is on sort of getting the team ready for these games, playing our football, which is not easy and, and needs you know a lot of attention from me and the staff and also working on bringing players in. Um, outgoings, I've left totally to other people. So that's other people's concerns. You're probably right. There is a concern there around uh, cashing him in, but there are probably questions for other people. Davey, he's very... Well, it is his concern, I'm afraid. That, and I, I don't disagree very often with Ange Postacoglu, but it is his concern. Outgoings are a huge concern for him because if Edward goes, Celtic have to get another one in. Mm. You know, so it does affect him. And quickly. Well, you know, I keep seeing pictures of Lee Griffiths in training. Mm. I hope he's making an effort to get back up to speed. Furuhashi, um, terrific start. Uh, Ayeti, supporters not convinced about him. Celtic need at least one more striker in. Ayeti is on the bench tonight. Uh, they've got two goalkeepers on the bench, Barkas and Bain. They've got Beaton. Ayeti, Soro, Edward, whom we were just speaking about. Bolingoli is on the bench. He's back. Take the passport. Uh, Uruhide and Montgomery. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it was no laughing matter, was it, last year? I mean, honestly. But anyway, so that's the Celtic bench against uh, Yablonex tonight. Yeah. Um, what do you, yeah, so there's no Abada. I wonder maybe if there's a, a knock or, well, I don't know. Yeah. But there's no Abada. He's not on the bench. Well, he's still only 19. Um, he's still young maybe he has got a knock I'd imagine he would have a knock if he's mm. not in, even involved in the bench I do think though probably Forrest would have started anyway even though Abada mm. played at the weekend I think you know Forrest brings that wealth of experience as I said but no matter what I think it's a very strong team he's put out there Davey it seems as if he's re- he speaks about being relentless and I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if I, after the game you know Celtic have scored another six um, because yeah. 
they, they've got lots of goal scorers. You know, mm-hmm. we spoke about just Forrest there, who scores double figures. You know, you've got Kyogo, who looks like he would score goals anywhere. Uh, Any time, and you've got Christie who looks back in his form. Who the season before last, I think, scored twenty plus goals. Mm-hmm. So you've got lots of goals, and we've not even spoke about Turnbull and McGregor can chip in as exactly. well. Um, Rogic scored at the weekend. Rogic yeah. scored at the weekend. Is Rogic playing? I, I, I didn't yes, catch yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah. 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 midfield free yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, you could be five or six again yeah. if the, they the, perform well. It's astonishing how quickly the mood changes in this mm. city because you know, ten days ago, Celtic fans. Um, in the depths of yeah. despair you know all of a sudden Rangers lose the first league game Celtic get five against Dundee Furuhashi is a sensation Abadi is doing really well Rangers then get knocked out of the Champions League and you know and all of a sudden the Celtic support have something to be optimistic about uh, and that's why I think it's absolutely crucial that Dominic Mackay gets the finger out in terms of giving Postacoglu the, the quick support he needs. If you're just in the car and the buses or whatever, here's the Celtic lineup again, Hart and goals. The back four of Ralston, Welsh, Starfelt and Taylor. That's almost like the settled back four at the moment and while the transfer window is open. I Ralston yeah. as well as a prolific goal scorer. Uh, he is, isn't he? Two goals. He waited all that <laughs> yeah. time and then uh, let's, we'll speak about him next, OK? Then midfield, Turnbull, Rogic and McGregor and Turnbull, is he getting back to what he was last season after uh, maybe the first couple of matches didn't look the same player and up top as we said Forrest Furuhashi who's fast becoming the fans favourite and Christie or Kyogo as we were calling him yeah. there I think it's Kyogo in the back of the shirts uh, is that just for the cost so that we don't <laughs> easy for us to say as well yeah. isn't it sounds like a cool yeah. name Chris uh, are they going to learn anything tonight at the back you said it could be five six goals yeah. tonight will, will that back I'd, four be tested at all I don't think it no. will be much no. if I'm honest which they could do with being tested yeah they could do um, and, and go back to the Joe Hart one you know he's not he's not made that big save yet for us to really realise the importance mm. of him you know he's not really been tested I don't think you know I, I think a true goalkeeper is one that it's at zero zero and you need to make that big save. Yeah. That's not happened yet and it won't happen tonight, I don't think. So yeah, no, I pff, listen, the last time it was raining at Parkhead they scored six, so mm-hmm. it's raining here outside, isn't it, the night? So Davy, you said earlier about David Marshall, Scotland goalkeeper, yeah. that he is number three. Why is he number three now at Derby? Because he he was the keeper for most of last season. I know later on he wasn't. So he, he, listen, Paul, being brutally honest, he had a poor end to the season. Yeah. He made a couple mm. of rickets, and and Wayne Rooney is now saying that he the future of of his goalkeeping staff has to be younger, oh. and he's more or less said to David Marshall, "I'm going with the two young boys. Uh, they, they'll fight out for the number one position. You're number three. Now that." is effectively saying, look, you're finished at Derby. Sure. Yeah. Now, if David Marshall's finished at Derby, I would suggest that Celtic could be doing a hell of a lot worse than bringing him on board up here because Barkas will mm. go and hopefully go reasonably quickly. Sure. And David Marshall, I think, would be a very good like for like swap. There's talk of a loan deal for Barkas. Chris, what do you make of that? You know David Marshall. Mm-hmm. You know him well. Yeah. Uh, you know him as a player as well. What do you think about that, him coming up for uh, for Celtic? Well, his wife's an amazing cook, so I would get there. Ah, yeah. get more, <laughs> over there more often and yeah. eat our dinners. And I know. So you've just, Chris was just telling us that yeah, the family are friends. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, okay. but coming back from that, looking yeah. at it as a player, that's a, it's a, a no-brainer for me. Yeah. For me, it's a no-brainer. You know, he is. He would be a free, as David said. You know, wow, the um, Scotland goalkeeper and one that had a, you know a, a great campaign. We all remember about with Scotland um, that terrific save from the penalty. So and he's yep. got. He, there's one thing about David Marshall is he wouldn't upset the change room. 
if Joe Hart is number one and he has to fight for his place he'll wait and bide his time he'll not un- unsettle the camp and he'll he'll, he'll raise the standards in training not yeah. just in, in, in a Saturday at the game or a Tuesday whenever it is so you have to try and create that culture in the dressing room obviously maybe a lot of people don't know well, Ange Postecoglou won't know anything about him, mm-hmm. but I'm sure Stevie Woods knows a lot about him because he's worked with him at Scotland. So maybe he'll, they'll be um, talking to each other, Ange Postecoglou and Stevie Woods, to see if they, they can make that happen. But listen, I'm sure they've got a, a long list of, of goalkeepers if if one goes out. But I think it wasn't much of a list last season. Was <laughs> that, it? You know, I mean, it wasn't. let's be... Chris, well, I think you've been kind to them saying I? that. I think so. I mean... There must be a, still a list... This time last year, we were talking about why is Craig Gordon no longer there? And Davey came on the programme and went, well, what about David Marshall? Go for mm-hmm. him at Derby. And that was the ambition, the ambition of going for him. You know, he's now lost his place there. He's a fantastic goalkeeper. You saw him age 17 playing in the new Camp. The yeah, camp. I never, yep. never forget it. I mean, I, I think Celtic, was that 0-0 that night? I think so. But he's yep. certainly, I think he was only 17 or 18 and he had mm-hmm. the most unbelievable nice. performance mm-hmm. in front of 90-odd thousand yep. people. Um it, it prompted Hugh McDonald and Hugh McDonald is, is one of the right. best sports writers we have in Scotland and Hugh McDonald after the game famously wrote that if David Marshall had been at Rock's Drift Michael Caine and Stanley Baker could have taken the day off <laughs> which is one of the great lines that's, that's, if you've seen the film Zulu you'll know what I mean absolutely wonderful if you haven't watched it tonight okay ask the I'll need to watch that yeah you have to Chris I know you, yeah. I was just yeah. laughing there just to be kind I don't know what <laughs> yeah. we're talking about <laughs> I don't know if a lot of the listeners will be doing the same oh, oh yeah. yeah but it's there you can have a look so so much to talk about we're going to hear more from Stephen Gerrard as uh, he talks about picking his players up now for the match with Dunfermline tomorrow night and then we'll get the predictions and we'll give you the team news again Hibs playing I mean when have we had five teams in Europe which we still have you know we're all hurting that uh, we're not in the Champions League and when I say we any of the teams you know Rangers are out Celtic out of the Champions League but still in Europe in the Europa League I know the financial uh, the, the difference is absolutely massive you get 13 million immediately going into the Champions League just immediately for being in then 750,000 a point mm-hmm. um, and I think it's 3 million going into Europa League so there's a 10 million difference as the down payment and that's before you get the money for uh, appearances and for goals but that's where Rangers are now you know that uh, they're, they're not going to get the 35 million it's the kind of area of 10 million which uh, What do you think they'll do then? You know if they do make the Europa League again do they then still prioritise the league because it is an extra pull Davy? I think is it you're automatically in the Champions League yeah, next season, so yeah. are, do they then mm. play when it comes to the business end and they're competing with Celtic you would like to hope and think that that's going to happen during the course of the season when they've got a midweek European tie on the Thursday which is a chance of qualifying out of the group stages mm. if they make it but as much as that on a Sunday at 12.30 away away Who'd, who, what yeah, Stephen Gerrard yeah, do? Yeah, big, big decision because for Stephen Gerrard. Because there's a big yeah. pull there financially, isn't there? Yeah, and he'll be under pressure from his board to to win the league and get into the Champions League. Back to Celtic. Here's yep. Ange Postacoglu speaking about the the fullback who was told, you know, by Brendan Rodgers, we'll put you out on on loan. I think the same thing happened then with uh, Neil Lennon. Uh, but he's been scoring goals. Yeah, he's been he's been great. Um, I guess whenever time a new manager comes in. Um, yeah, you know, I think all the players probably feel is okay. I've got to sort of present myself in the best possible way if I want to be part of it. Um, and sort of what's happened in the past almost becomes irrelevant. Um, and since I've come, Anthony's been, 
you know, he's working really hard at training. He, he really wants to understand the role. We, you know, the role's a little bit different from what he's used to, but he's he's been he's been great in it. And every game, you know, he's sort of improving, getting a better understanding. Um, you know, he's he's literally the only right back we've got at the club. And when you're talking about you know, depth and, and you're talking about sharing the load, I mean, he's one that we're kind of throwing him out there all the time without any sort of rest, which is relishing, but we've just got to be careful about uh, about that. And that's why I'm still keen to bring in a, another player who can play in that position. Okay, we'll build up to kick-off time just after this. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Chris Burke of Kilmarnock in action this weekend against Hibs back in the big time you've never been away and hopefully <laughs> Kelly will come back up this season yeah hopefully yep. first uh, time I've asking though is difficult it's not as easy as what people think no matter they'll say people, um, the club's got the biggest budget in the league teams of the past have had bigger do. budgets and there's no excuse for that. <laughs> there speaks Davy Proven yeah. a great favourite there but it's true every game's like a cup final everyone uh, wants to go like, do you know what see now it's like we are Celtic and Rangers of the league where teams just play differently against you and it's difficult to sometimes break down but I've loved um, every second of the challenge so far um, and the fans rallying fans coming out yeah no like, listen yeah. we played Queen Queen of the South uh, last Saturday and it felt like a home game because you know the Queen of the South let the command of um, fans buy more tickets so we had like it was a, a, a home game for us which is excellent yeah, my late great friend Sir John Orr, who was uh, lived oh, in Dumfries. Sir, yeah. Sir John, great yeah. man, former Terrific. chief constable, and uh, he was just—he was amazing. Chair of Cash for Kids as well. He was fantastic, but he was chairman of the club. He was president as well. And uh, gosh, he loves his Kilmarnock. He'd love to see Kilmarnock come back up. And good luck this weekend with that. Yeah, thanks. We play Hibs, so it'll be a difficult, Indeed. difficult game for us. They've started like a house in fire. I was saying, I hope Hibs go through, but I hope it goes all the way to penalties. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> Take them the whole way and miss before, flight. Or, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, and Sunday we'll be here, Davey, 2 to 5, because we've got Wraith Rovers Aberdeen. That's not why we're here. Abros and Johnson, Hebs Kilmarnock, as you mentioned, and Celtic yep. against Hart. So we'll be we'll be watching mm-hmm. and we'll be on it. But tonight, so if you're just tuning in, the Celtic, the headlines are Edward is on the bench. I'm not sure that's a headline anymore. No. Furuhashi up front, Forrest is in as well. Abada not featuring, we think he might be injured. And uh, Davey, well, we'll come to that in a moment or to what about Hibs then uh, in action against Raeka mm-hmm. in Croatia they took a bit of stick David you would see that from the Croatians yeah. for the long ball I, I, yeah. I don't know whether it was a wind up or, or whether he really thought Hibs were a long ball team Jack Ross felt that in the 1H draw Easter Road Hibs showed enough during that 90 minutes to prove that they were anything but that they liked to get it down and play uh, it may be a wind up hopefully it'll it'll, it'll work in Hibs favour that Jack Ross will you know, we'll, we'll give them a G up tonight and say, look, go and prove this guy wrong. Yep, I hope they do it. As I said, you know, they're better away from home as last season they were at home. So, and they're a sort of team that, you know, like to play counter-attack as well as they do like to get the ball on the floor and play. You're right, Davies. I don't know what their manager was talking about. You don't, you know, be third in the league without playing good football. Just, and, the, just the heat that would concern yeah. me tonight. As Paul was saying, it's, it's 30 degrees over yeah. there tonight. Um so that it be a different tempo altogether, I would think. Uh, yeah, they, I just hope it. I hope it suits Hibs. Yeah, I, th- I think it will. I, th- I think they'll be okay. I think you know everybody's thinking that the Galatasaray, St. Johnson one's the more difficult one out of the all our Scottish teams in the league in in the in European ties. So, yeah. 
But I think St Johnston might do it. You know that, David. Okay. I really I'll come do. to that in a minute or two if we could. So prediction for Hibs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hibs, I think we'll win two one. Two one for yep. Hibs. That will take them through, Davey. My heart says Hibs. Yep. My head says Rika. Mm-hmm. Um, very few teams from that part of the world are poor. Uh, yep. I think yep. on their own patch in that heat. Uh, I think Hibs could struggle. Hibs are lining up with Matt Macy in goals. The captain is Paul McGinn, Ryan Porteous, Dan McGregor, Josh Doig, Jake Doyle Hayes, Joe Newell, Cal McGuinness, Martin Boyle, Jamie Murphy, and Kevin Nisbet. On the bench, I think we've got the, yeah, the subs here Dabrowski, Samson, Stevenson, Wright, Gojic, uh, Gullen, Mackay, Campbell, and Bryden. So, uh, yeah, conflicting. Thoughts there. Let's hope they do it. Will be very, very tough. Uh, St. Johnson. I'll give you the lineup again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we look at the match with Galatasaray. One-one last week. Clark and goals. McCart, Kerr, the captain. Gordon, Brown, McCann, Davidson, Craig, Booth, O'Halloran, and Kane. On the bench, they've got uh, Parish, Rooney, Muller, Devine, Henry, May, Ballantyne, Denham, Northcott, and Sinclair. Chris Burke, yeah. what do you think? <clears throat> yeah, I just think Callum Davidson's got that team playing to their maximum. Um, and that's no disrespect to the players. I think they're, they're very good players. I think they're structurally very well. They play, you know, the 3-4-3, 3-5-2 formation or, you know, 3-4-1-2. I just think, you know, they're, they're very difficult to break down. I know Galatasaray are a good team and they have chances, but I just think they're vulnerable at the back. The... The, ga- the part of the game that I watched I didn't watch all of it the, the Galatasaray just looked as if they had a goal against them in them um, you've seen the goalkeeper making a mistake you've seen sometimes them, you know they were left at 1v1 in the defensive point of view so with the St Johnson fans behind them a full capacity you know you never know what can happen in football um, it's only 95 minutes um, so what, uh, what do you reckon? and I think <laughs> I'm going to go for a 1-0 St. Johnson. Right, going for St. Johnson, winning, keeping that run going. Davey, what do you feel? I'm, I'm going to go for St. Johnson as well. Um, and I never thought I'd hear myself saying that, you know, up against Galatasaray, you know, some of the megastars they've mm-hmm. got. But Galatasaray is not a happy camp just now. Some of the players want out. They're getting slaughtered by the, the media, by their supporters. Um, Radamel Falcao has already left the club since the first leg. Mm-hmm. And I, I've just got the feeling the football gods are will continue to smile on Callum Davidson and this miracle that he's pulling off up there. I mean, a cup double alone. Uh, and I've, I've just got, I've got the feeling that's written in the stars. I think St. Johnson will do it tonight. Okay. few more questions for you about Rangers and Celtic. We'll hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard and one more from Ange Postacoglu. He's not on the line, but we do have a, a question for you on that. But what about Aberdeen then? So we're just... Uh, under an hour away from kickoff there, Aberdeen against Breed the Blink. I think that's what we're calling it, Chris, no, isn't it? Breed yeah. the Blink. Yeah. You were calling it oh, was it? Well, it's just what's an N between us. Just one more. There's so many different Let's names. Let's hope it doesn't matter after the Breed the Blink. You're right. I was never a commentator. Some say never a presenter. What do you think? Uh, again, surely Aberdeen are going to do it. They, they lost a couple of goals. Yeah, they, they said did. it was sloppy. Yeah, listen, they went 2-0 up, got a bit comfortable and maybe lost two sloppy goals. Obviously won a penalty. Um, Stephen Glass wasn't happy. Made three changes in the f- in the in this for the second half going out. Um, went to a three at the back or a five at the back, and it worked. Mm-hmm. You know they came back and they got that late winner off from Ramirez, who scored four and four. Mm-hmm. Um, and young Calvin Bass, uh, Calvin Ramsey, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the right back, who's got very free young, free yeah. eighteen years of age. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, he looks as if he's got great delivery. Um, 
which Ramirez will love and he set up the two goals um, away there so he'll, he'll be one to look out for and I do think Aberdeen will do it they're at, they're at home um, and I think they've got goals in them now so the likes of Hedges as well and you know Ramirez and you've got other players that can open up spaces and, and, and see an eye for goal like a, a, J, a J Emmanuel Thomas as well so I, I, I think they're defensively sound as well um, so I can see them qualifying Davey they're enjoying this tournament so far and scoring a lot of goals yeah I, I think the early signs are good for, for Aberdeen Dave Cormack has pushed the boat out for Stephen Glass and I think it looks very promising I think they'll get through that tie tonight good crowd in it Petorgi tonight as well and I, I think they'll have more than enough to get through Excellent. So you reckon they'll go through um, Celtic? 2-0, yeah. I'm saying Aberdeen. 2-0. You yeah. reckon 2-0 Aberdeen scoreline if you were Yeah, 2-3-0. Yeah, won't two argue or, with that. 2-3. or three. Uh, Celtic then against Yablonets tonight. We've heard uh, a fair bit from the manager. He's been asked about the director of football position. Do you want to hear it? Let's see what he's got yeah. to say. Yep. Again, I think I've said that, that there definitely needs to be some restructuring. But again, that's all stuff post window you know I'll, I'll sit down with with Dom and, and and sort of have a look at I think the, the football infrastructure and the way we're organized at the moment I think there there needs some additions in certain areas for sure now whether that's you know in the, in a defined role as a you know as you mentioned a sporting or a football director I mean that's that's something we'll look at but we can we can spend hours talking about it and, and coming up with a strategy but those hours are much too valuable for me at the moment focusing on other things that are going to have an immediate impact, you know, in, in, in our short-term future. Davey, he's got his point across well, hasn't he? Yeah. And he's, you know, he's basically saying, I've only been here weeks, and yeah. maybe two months, I need to go on with this just now. He, he's saying my business at the moment is the training ground and mm. getting this team licked into shape. Mm. He's also pointing the finger upstairs saying, give me the players in, that I need and, and give me them right now. But he's clearly completely fixated with the training ground, working on the shape, assessing the personnel but at the risk of repeating myself for the umpteenth time he needs support from the boardroom David has been on Twitter here ago saying uh, Chris, David can we ask you do you think if Celtic get a couple of good defenders do they think Celtic will make it closer than what it was last season and what people think it was going to be this season after what happened that's from David on Twitter Mo- Chris most Burke. definitely yeah. most definitely I don't see why not I don't know if David agrees with me but I spoke about it in the before I just think you know the way Rangers season went last season I don't think it's going to happen again I think it's unrealistic Stephen Gerrard spoke about that we have to be realistic and you've got Celtic who are going to improve in what they did last year so people are saying obviously you know 25 points was an amazing achievement to to win the title um, for Rangers and they were behind by that so I don't I think they, it'll be close. I think a lot I think Celtic and Rangers now will will drop points. I think especially away from home. Now that they've got fans back and you can see it it's already happened at, at Hearts and at Hart and at Dundee United but I do think Celtic will be competing for the title this I've year. I've not heard you in the programme so far this season, so I didn't get the chance to ask you. Uh, most people are going for Rangers at the start of the mm-hmm. season and your old club. Is that where where you reckon Rangers uh, will win? I think at this moment in time they're still in the driving seat. But I think Celtic are closing in on them quicker than what people expected. Davey, what would you say to David there on Twitter about the? I, uh, I, I don't think Celtic are strong enough at the back at the moment to to make a significant challenge. Uh, I think if Celtic got a couple of fullbacks and at least one more centre back in, I think they're right back in the race because from midfield forward, I think they're, they're every every bit of match for Rangers. 
And 29th of August, we'll be on live, Davey. You'll be, be on. Yep. I think Barry will be on with us as well. And Stephen Gerrard, between now and then, well, after the defeat the other night, he's been speaking to his senior players to turn on, around things at Ibrox. We, we have got strong leaders in the dressing room. I trust them a lot. I'll speak to them in the coming days. And yeah, they've got big responsibility to help reset and go again. I think every manager is the same. But that's the case also when you're on winning runs. You want to speak to your senior, senior players to maintain the standards and keep going and, and, and try and keep the level of consistency. So it's not a case of just waiting for a defeat or a bad week and then you turn to your senior players. You've got to have that relationship with them all the time. Um, but now, you know, our supporters need them a lot to try and flip the, the form and the mood of the place. And Dunfermline tomorrow night, Divi, what would you expect to see happen? Well, I would expect a reaction from Rangers. I would expect Rangers to win that game comfortably. Um, anything else um, constitutes a crisis for Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I can't see Dunfermline getting anything from that game, especially the result of the other night there. Um, I think there will be an, a, rea- a reaction. There has to be, especially when you're at a big club at Rangers, you expect big characters. And when you need to win football matches, it generally happens when you've got big characters and big players that they get the, they get the result and they get the job done. And I do think it'll be a comfortable win for Rangers. And we heard from him earlier saying that uh, just about everyone is fit, apart from the ones that they know who have been Mm -hmm. out. And Ryan Jack not ready just yet, but he's got pretty much a full squad to choose from. Looking forward to tonight, guys, watching all the matches. And uh, can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed for for the the, you know the teams in Europe, particularly. um, You know we we're obsessed by the two the two Glasgow teams, but for Aberdeen and Hibs, for them to get a decent run in Europe Mm -hmm. would be terrific. But both of you also think St Johnson 2 up against Galatasaray. So, yeah, yeah, that would be terrific, yeah, wouldn't be it? Great, wouldn't it? The Callum Davidson bandwagon uh, continues at Perth in a full house there, which is, I don't know what it'll be, is that about 13,500? 10,500. But still, be great, great that atmosphere tonight. And they deserve that after what they did last year. And just along the road, yeah, the rain's gone off. So uh, take it easy tonight. Enjoy the match. 60,000 back in the East End as well. Football's back bedtime. We're back here tomorrow night, 5 till 7, with uh, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Chris, thanks very much. Great to have you in Go. Thank you. David, to be back. You too. We'll see you uh, on Sunday. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5.